So I'm speaking about values. I want you to think about these sayings. Just think about these sayings. A warm smile is a universal language of kindness. A warm smile. I don't care what country you go to. You smile, it says something. I'll tell you what else works. I found this to be. You walk up to someone, he starts talking another language. Just go. With your eyebrows. What's he saying? I don't know. That works too. But a warm smile. Kindness is the language which the deaf can hear and the blind can see. Kindness. Kindness in words creates confidence. Kindness in thinking creates profoundness. Kindness in giving creates love. Love and kindness are never wasted. They always make a difference. They bless the one who receives them, and they bless you, the giver. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this wonderful day when I get to share this message with my, with my friends, a church family. God, I pray that this message sinks deep into their soul and there be action and there be changes even if needed. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm speaking on some of the values of Grace Christian Fellowship. These are our values. Now, again, what are values? Values are, are the beliefs of a person or of a group. Values are what an individual or group is for and it's what they're against. Values are seen in what an individual or group is passionate about and reflects to others. Individuals and groups within the body of Christ share many of the same general values, and some of these are faith, forgiveness, prayer, we're against, we're against killing babies in the womb, things like this. These are values that, that Christians have. In part one, I talked about our value of body ministry. Body ministry is simply when the body ministers to the body. That's really all it means. In other words, body ministry is simply when members of this congregation minister their spiritual gifts and natural abilities um, to others. Why? Because God has given you a spiritual gift or he's given you gifts and abilities not not only for your good, but for the common good. In part two, I talked about our value of forgiveness. Forgiveness must reign in this congregation. Number three, uh, part three, I talked about our value of prayer. Prayer. We've got to pray. You have this communication with God individually and corporately. And in part number four, I talked about our congregational value of obedience. That's obedience to the will of God. And today I'm going to talk about the value of kindness. What do I mean by kindness? Kindness is the quality of being warm-hearted, considerate, sympathetic. It's a quality that is quick to extend mercy and to give forgiveness. So how important is kindness? In 2003, uh, there was a study of 37 churches, uh, excuse me, 37 cultures around the world, and it included 16,000 people. And they were asked about the most desired trait in their mate. And for both sexes, the first preference was kindness. In his letter to the believers in Ephesus, I've got to turn off my phone here. You know, yeah, I did, I did, a, I did a wedding a long, a long ago, and I gave my wife my phone. 
And I said, you know, keep my phone for me, hon. And right during the ceremony, there's a phone that rings. And I'm thinking, who is that dingling who left her telephone on? It was my phone. It was in Pat's purse at the bottom, and she couldn't reach it in time. So this thing's ringing. And I'm, I'm thinking, who is this guy who left the phone on? It was me. <clears throat> kind of reminds me of the time at the, at the old church. when this, I used to wear this, this kind of a, um, a trench coat, and it was, um, it was a beige color. And this guy was in church, and, and he calls me up, and he says, Hey, someone stole my trench coat. I said, Who would steal your trench coat besides your size? Not many people wear your size. I said, I'll keep my eye on it. Guess where that trench coat was? It was in my closet. Okay, it was in my closet. I thought I wore a trench coat that day, and I didn't. So I took his trench coat, thinking it was mine, and I put it on. And I'm, and I'm thinking, who in the world would steal a guy's trench coat? It was, it was me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't even know where I am anymore. Hold on. Okay, so, 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 <laughs> so in his letter to the believers in Ephesus, the Apostle Paul wrote, about kindness. He wrote about it. Now listen, in Ephesians 4, verse 31. Now this is not a suggestion. This is by the Spirit of God. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Can we all say amen to that? Okay, then he says, be kind. And compassionate to one another. We're commanded to be kind and compassionate one to another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Kindness. Is this possible since not all of us have the same amount of nice within us? Some of us are nicer than others. I was not really nice until I got born again, really. That's it's the truth. My mom used to call me Frank the Hard-Hearted. And there were reasons she used to call me that. But don't call your kids that because they're going to remember it. I was called Frank the Hard-Hearted. And, and to think that, I'm, that what I do right now is, is just you know, extending the love of God and ministering to people, it's quite different. I was called Frank the Hard-Hearted. You know, would you agree with me that some people are naturally more giving than others? Yes, some people just love to give. And again, there are those that like to get. Would you agree with me? But by the way, do you know some people actually take their tithes and they go on vacation with it? Oh, yeah, I'm telling you. Okay, they go, I've noticed, some some people will go on a vacation, and I'll just kind of notice that, you know, they didn't pay their tithes that month. And they're expecting me to say, have a good time. You know, I would like to say something else. There are some people that will buy Christmas presents with money that belongs to the Lord. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just and not in this church, no doubt, but I'm sure in other churches, but not this place. Would you agree with me that some people get angry faster than others? Oh, Yeah. Would you agree with me that some people are more introverted than others and more extroverted than others? Certainly. Now, I want you to understand that we are not all born with the same temperament. Therefore, we all have different tendencies and capacities. I remember in Bible school, we were studying the book of Ephesus. 
And I read, I'm in Bible school, I just got saved, I've not been saved very long. And I read where it said, be kind and compassionate to one another. Hey. And I thought, Lord, you know me. You know I have never been known to be kind and compassionate. That's not me. I have a hard time with this stuff. By the way, Christmas season is difficult for me lately. I'm going to tell you why. We watch, in my house, my wife, she loves the Hallmark Station. Okay? Christmas in Detroit. Christmas in Denver. Christmas in St. Paul. Christmas in Paris. It's all the same thing. And, and to me, Pat loves these Hallmark. And, and I just, I kind of like them in a way, but they, make, they, they bring out tears in me. After I told my wife last night after we were seeing Christmas in some place, I said, I said, I need a war flick. I need a war flick to neutralize these, these Hallmark movies. I can take just so many. It plays on my emotions. I need a war flick. I need to see people die. <laughs> So I thought, Lord, you know me. You know I've never been known to be a kind and compassionate person. How is this possible? And then I remember reading the scripture. um, Actually, two sets of scriptures. One was, I remember reading when uh, in Matthew 19, 26, where um, uh, when Jesus was talking about those who could be saved from eternal death and and, uh, his the reply, Jesus' reply was, with man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. All things are possible with God. If it's his will, all things are possible. If he says you can do it, it's possible. Okay, and then number two, I remember, I remember what was called the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5.22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. The fruit of the Spirit. How do you get the fruit of the Spirit? When you're, when, you're hanging around, when you're hanging around the Holy Spirit, you get the fruit of the Spirit. You, when you, and what you, do, you, you get that by, by praying. Praying and praying understanding, praying in tongues. You get that through um, worship. You get that through reading the Word of God. You know, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, Kindness, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Oh, wow. Kindness, a fruit of the Spirit. It's possible. It's possible. So, I'm a very kind person with the fruit of the Spirit. But if I backslide, you watch. I don't tend to backslide. But when people backslide, they kind of lose the fruit of the Spirit, and they, they resort to the, the person that they used to be because the fruit of the Spirit isn't there anymore. And all of a sudden you see people who are, they were loving, not, they don't love so much anymore. People that have a joy and a peace in their heart, they don't have this anymore. Uh, people that are patient, and, impatient. I'm not a patient person. I got this much patience in me. Most of you have this much patience in you, but I got this much. And my wife can tell when, when I need to get away and pray and whatnot because I'm not a patient person. She'll say, she'll say something like, maybe you need to pray more or get away. And I'll go, what are you talking about? Don't talk to me you know, like that. I have no patience. But I, 
And that's how you can keep track of each other, husbands and wives, by the fruit of the Spirit. When you see the fruit of the Spirit leaving or not, not, not manifesting like it did, you can tell that something's not right. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And then after I read Galatians 5.22, I know how I could have it. How I could be kind. Aha! Aha! By the way, that, that's blueberry up there. Blueberry seems, my blueberry seems so big now since I got this little dog. You know, it's like your children. Um, you have a, a three-year-old kid and it seems like a little baby. But all of a sudden you give birth to another one. Oh, that three-year-old kid got so big. You know what, moms, you know what I'm talking about? Exactly. Okay, so let's look at the parable of the Good Samaritan. And in the parable of the Good Samaritan, I find some humor. So let me have some fun, okay? If you say no, I'm going to have it anyways. Luke 10, verse 25. On one occasion, an expert of the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? This is a very Jewish thing. They answer a que- Why do you Jews always answer a question with a question? And the answer is, why not? <laughs> he answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. You've answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In reply. Now, I, in reply. Now, you would think it was a, a Jesus right away said what he's going to say. But I wonder if he just didn't look at him for a few seconds. When the guy says, and who is my neighbor? Now, it's not recorded here, but he might have thought something like, boy, that's smug. In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. So here's a half dead guy, no clothes on, just as BVDs maybe. And laying on this road, a priest, a religious person, happened to be going down the same road. And when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. Maybe the priest thought he was dead. And maybe he he was on his way, now to the priest's defense. See, I'm speaking in his defense. Maybe he thought the guy's already dead. He's laying there. Naked. I'm not touching him. I'm not touching him. I don't want to have to go and get purified and, and have, you know, go through what they call a mikvah, a, a washing, and then have to take myself to the priest. I don't want to have to go through this so he doesn't even touch him. But then again, he just ignores him. We don't know that. We don't know the reason. So, too, a Levite. Another religious person, when he came to the place, he saw him pass by the other side. So here's two guys. 
They're seeing this guy, Ling, and they're saying, I'm not getting involved. I'm just not getting involved. For every, any reason they had, they're not getting involved. But a Samaritan, a Samaritan, they, to the Jews in those days, they were known like half-breeds. And, and uh, they had the Samaritans, they had different, uh, some different doctrine um, in different places of worship uh, that they thought was important. But as a Samar- they were looked down on. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. Evidently, the Levite and priest, they lacked pity. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Oil and wine. What, was he going to eat them? No. He poured on oil and wine. Why wine? Oil and wine. Now, if this was in Milwaukee, it would be oil and schlitz. Then he put the man on his own donkey. So he had to walk. Took him to an inn to cook him. No. To care for him. (laughs) The next day... He took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any, ex- any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? Now, this is a no-brainer. The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy. He had Mercy. Now, in Greek, the word mercy is eleos. In Hebrew, it's chesed, which is translated a good deed, mercy, or kindness. He who had kindness, or mercy, or he who had a good deed. And so Jesus told him, go and do likewise. And do what likewise? Go and do chesed. Go and do kindness. Now we're going to hear from the, uh, a testimony about kindness from the Robinson family from Duck Dynasty again. So let's enjoy these few moments here. transformation in his life and went from a terrible guy who was very unkind 
to a kind man that you see now uh, on that dynasty. When he was younger, um, he would say things that weren't kind. And I always pushed myself to say, you know what, I'm going to be kind. And it was almost going against what I'd seen, some of the sin in his life that he had struggled with. And I went the other way. And I said, man, we're just going to be kind to each other, speak kindly, and, um, and it comes from a good heart. So he learned from God how to transform himself to be kind. And that's what God can teach us. One of the kindest things that was ever done to me was from a little old lady at our church named Miss Willa. Now, Miss Willa, she was the, the lady in church who was not the wealthiest person. Um, she had a great laugh and uh, just loved being around her. I was 18 years old. I just started seminary. I had no money. And here I am trying to be a youth minister and a preacher. And I was struggling. And so some people had given me money. Uh, some of the wealthier people in the church had helped me along. And Miss Willa came up to me in the church uh, lobby. And she said, Willie Jess, I'm going to give you something because I know you need a little extra help. And she gives me a $10 bill. Now, the remarkable part of the story is that I actually took the money from the lady because I needed 10 bucks, And so I put it in my pocket and I said, thank you so much, Miss Willa. What an act of kindness she gave for this kid who she'd seen at church and knew I was trying to serve the Lord and do what was right and gives me $10. Now, that investment Miss Willa made has paid off pretty well. Uh, got me through there, got me through college, and then on to where we're at now. I never forgot that. And there's a many a time that I walk up to Miss Willa and I slip her a little money now and it gives me such joy to now repay that kindness. And that's the thing with kindness. Uh, it just spreads. It's like a disease, you know. When somebody treats you kindly, it hopefully pushes you to be kind to someone else. I see it in the workplace all the time. And even though we get after each other up here on the show because that makes a funny show, but there's a lot of kindness here and there's a lot of warmth and people doing things for others. That's what you have to do at work. If you're going to ever push a company to grow and get as big as Duck Commander's gotten, there has to be some kindness. It's not all with a whip and hitting people on the back with it or being unkind or ugly. It's kindness. It's saying, hey, I can help you out. You can help me out. And that's what the Lord teaches us. That's what Jesus was, was kind to people. When he saw people, he didn't just look at them and judge them. He was kind. And so just that act of kindness, uh, it's remarkable. And it'll make you stop and go, whoa. And if everybody treated everybody with kindness, the world would be a way better place. I'll give you a perfect example of this, okay? We just moved into a new house, okay? And some of the fellows up here was helping move all my stuff into the house. Well, my wife comes up here and says, hey, we need more help. Well, look, there was 10 or 12, it was 12 of them, 12 guys from Florida that was pilots, okay, in the Air Force. And they said, well, look, we're not doing nothing. We'll, we'll help this lady. They didn't know who she was, okay? They had no idea who she was and said, hey, look, we'll help this lady out. And everybody in here said, well, do you know who that woman is? And the guy said, hey, it doesn't matter who she is. Okay, she said she needed help moving some stuff, so we'll help them. So they went out and tore the, the seats out of their vans, you know, make room to move all this stuff. So then one of the guys said, well, look, just so you know, that's Uncle Si's wife. Well, they were big fans. So they said, you mean we're going to Uncle Si's house? 
You know, so they were just ecstatic, you know, when I, they drive up. I said, well, hey, guys, I'm sorry about this. And they said, what are you talking about? I said, I'm sorry my wife roped you into moving me. You know, and they said, oh, no, man, it's a great privilege to move you. We get to meet you. You know, would you take pictures with us, sign autograph stuff? I said, sure. You know, you move me in my house. Why not? You know, and I said, by the way, appreciate what you did for Dave, but I definitely appreciate your service for our country. You know, and that's, you know, that's the deal about, okay, they had a choice there, okay? This woman, unknown to them, said, I need help. They could have just disregarded it, went their merry way, okay? But they decided, no, we'll give her a hand. You know, again, that's the obedience factor, okay? They had a choice in doing it. Yeah, and they chose to do it. Kindness isn't just staying in your comfort zone sometimes. Sometimes being kind means going out of your way to be kind to someone else. Like, I, I remember a couple of times where there was someone who just, just came to our school and they were new and new to the environment and maybe even new to the town that uh, I just, I came up to them and I just introduced myself and made them feel welcome. And the, you wouldn't believe the smile on their face just to know that someone there just cares about them even though they don't even know them yet. And uh, a couple of them that uh, I did that to are now some of my very good friends and feel like I've known them forever. And so sometimes if you just take that next step out of your comfort zone to be kind to someone, they'll, they could end up being lifelong friends and they could remember this forever just because of that one simple act of kindness to start things going. Great story of kindness is the Good Samaritan. You know what? Someone's been beaten up. They're in trouble. And it could be anyone. People are passing by. Nobody's doing anything. Even people that should stop. The religious leaders are going by just passing up. And then here comes the Good Samaritan to help the guy out. You know, we still see that today. The story that Jesus told years ago, we still see that today. I see it on the news all the time. The other day, there was a woman on her bridge. She's fixing a jump. People are walking by. They do nothing. And a bus driver stops the bus full of people. And you know the people are thinking, what's he doing stopping? Stops, gets out, talks her down, grabs her, pulls her over the ledge kindness. That's what it's all about. That's what that story teaches. And that's how Jesus teaches us to be. When you see someone in need, you stop and you help them, no matter what. Even though it may not be the coolest thing to do, you may be out of time, you may be like, man, I really, I don't even want to get involved, but you give kindness. That Samaritan did just that. And that's why Jesus tells the story. And still today we see that. So I think as Christians, for us to put our faith into action and have some out loud and rowdy kindness, you have to stop and take some action and be kind. of value to this local church. Kindness is a value of, of Grace Christian Fellowship because it keeps us from fragmenting, next slide, 
like a hand grenade. On the one hand, words of kindness and acts of kindness manifest the love of God. Kindness binds us together, and we feel unity. You could say, I love people, but if there's no kindness, people don't feel love. On the other hand, when a member speaks harsh, brutal, or maliciously about others within the congregation, he or she does us harm and causes division, discord, conflict, and disunity. Kindness. Kindness. Gam yachad. Together in unity. Gam yachad is a Hebrew word, two Hebrew words, which means together in unity. Gam yachad. Say that. Gam yachad. You got a chuchet. Not yachad. Gam yachad. Okay? In 1 Corinthians 12, I'm going to read this out of a paraphrase version. Our bodies have, don't have just one part. They have many parts. Suppose a foot says, I am not a hand, and so I'm not part of the body. Wouldn't the foot still belong to the body? Or suppose an ear says, I'm not an eye, and so I'm not part of the body. Wouldn't the ear still belong to the body? If our bodies were only an eye, we couldn't hear anything. And if we were only an ear, we couldn't smell a thing. But God has put all parts of our body together in a way that he decided is best. A body isn't really a body unless there is more than one part. It takes many parts to make a single body. The First Corinthians 12 principle of Gam Yachad, together in unity, is that although there are many different functions or ministries within a church like Grace Christian Fellowship, they all function together in unity. We have different ministries. We have different abilities. But we have to function together in Gam Yechad. The need to appreciate our differences and not allow our differences to cause a division. There are differences in ministries. And we have to understand that we don't all have the same giftings. We don't have the same focuses. And the person who's extremely evangelistic, they wonder why everybody else isn't evangelistic. The person who is, who is um, into uh, cooking for others when there's a need in the home. They can't understand why everybody doesn't do stuff like this. But you have to understand that, yes, there are, there are callings and graces in each one of our lives. And yes, we should all be involved in evangelism. Some people are really, they, have, they have just have a gift that they can be on their knees praying for hours and hours and hours. Um, I don't have that gift. And after one hour, whew, I'm exhausted. How many of you can identify? Sure. Some of you can't identify. The ones that can't identify, they say, well, why doesn't everybody pray for five hours a day? Listen, 
we don't all have the same abilities. And there should be no division. We should appreciate each other's abilities. It takes many abilities to make up a body. It takes many, you know, it takes many abilities to make up a local congregation like grace. In Psalm 133, verse 1, Behold how good and how pleasant it is when brethren dwell together or live together in unity. There's that gam yachad. In unity. Together in unity. It's like the precious ointment upon the head and ran down upon the beard and, and Aaron's beard and went down to the skirts of his garment as the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing even every even life forevermore. When brethren dwell together in unity. And this kindness really brings on a unity. The bottom line is simply this. Kindness is a value of Grace Christian Fellowship. It is a huge value. A huge value. Kindness. Now I know we exhibit kindness. I know we do this. But I want you to keep it up. And maybe step it up. We see kindness. Other people see kindness. When, when, uh, when Josie gave birth to the triplets, Josie Schultz gave birth to the triplets, there was kindness that people actually spent money on all these diapers because she had triplets. She and Tom had triplets. And not only did they spend money, but they also, on, on, on diapers, because they're always diapering, and, and but they brought meals in the first weekend. That's kindness. When people help other people out, that's kindness. We need to be kind. Just like we should love one another. Listen, it's manifested in kindness. We need to be kind one to another. So that's the bottom line. Kindness is a value to this congregation. Be kind. <clears throat> There's a, a song... There's a song that um, I ended on, I think, last week or the week before. And I, w- I want to sing this again, and then I want you to, to join with me. I'll sing it through the first time, and then you join me, okay? It goes like this. Little by little, every day. Little by little, in every way. My Jesus is changing me. By the way, we didn't change that from Yeshua. It was Yeshua yesterday. Today it's Jesus. Okay? You understand what I'm saying? Okay. Since I made a turnabout face, now I'm growing in His grace. My Jesus is changing me. My precious Jesus I'm not the same person that I used to be. Sometimes it's slow growing, but there's a knowing that someday perfect I will be. All together, little by little every day, little by little in every way, my Jesus is changing me. Since I made a turnabout face, 
Now I'm growing in His grace. My Jesus is changing me. My precious Jesus, I'm not the same person that I used to be. Sometimes it's slow growing, but there's a knowing that someday perfect I will be. Amen. Let's stand together, please. You got to keep pressing in. You got to keep pressing in. God wants to bless you, number 621. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift His countenance upon you and give you peace, peace in your heart, even while you're involved in kindness. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you. I love you a lot.